Welcome. Welcome in to a new episode of the 413 Spin Fit Podcast. Um, as always, if you are new to the podcast, welcome in for the first time. If you're a continued listener, um, as always, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening to the 413 Spin Fit Podcast. Um, remember, whatever platform you're listening on, press the bell so you get notifications when new content drops. Um, let's kind of backtrack a little bit um, before we get started and uh, kind of refresh everyone's memory. If you remember, uh, right after I went and competed in summer shredding, um, I uh, put a post out um, to see if anyone who, any of the competitors from summer shredding um, will be willing to come on and kind of share their journey to summer shredding. And one of the first people to, to uh, comment was a uh, guy by the name of Nico Rueda. Did, did I pronounce that right? Yeah, that was perfectly. Thank you so much for having me on here. Awesome, awesome. So this year was a challenge. It was a challenge that was kind of laid out to me by my coach was to put myself in position to go, to go and compete in the men's transformation at Summer Shredding in Houston, Texas. October mm-hmm. 21st, I believe, was the date. And Nico, I, refresh my memory. Were you there that weekend? Yeah. So um, I, that was that was the same weekend that I was there, the the twenty first. Okay. Um, I actually saw you when when I arrived to uh, to check in. We were in the like the green room or that like waiting room back there. Okay. I saw when you walked in with your coach because I'd seen you on uh, Instagram a few weeks prior, a couple times. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So basically, what I want to do, I, I really only have one question I want you to answer, and then I want to have you. I want to give you enough time to kind of share your journey. And my question is this, what was your reasoning for wanting to compete in summer shredding? What was your purpose or your why? Oh man. I mean, I guess, um, summer shredding, it was, um, it was kind of everything that I had, uh, worked towards. Um, so when I, when I first got into trying to change my life, uh, go through my transformation, kind of um, just fix everything that I, I thought was wrong with where I was at at the time. Um, I actually started getting into the whole idea of bodybuilding and watching videos of that online and hearing about summer shredding, um, kind of all at the jump while I was still um, very much overweight and didn't really know what to do. Um, so it was always kind of a dream of mine. I was to uh, one day step up on stage and be able to prove to myself that even though I've been overweight and it's been a challenge for me all my life, um, that I could step up on stage and uh, be confident and just show everybody what I could do. So that was kind of um, the challenge I set in my brain um, a couple of years prior, and that was always the ending goal. Obviously, that wasn't uh, what I was always able to um, work towards because there was so many roadblocks in the way, obstacles. But it's something that I always wanted to do. Um, does that kind of answer your question, there, Lee? Oh, definitely, most definitely. Um, real quick, before you kind of share your journey from day one until you stepped on stage, um, mm-hmm. if you were going, if you were actually coaching somebody who was where you were before you started, how important do you think it? How, how important is how important is it to you to encourage them to work on their mindset? Oh, Lee, so much. That's honestly the biggest thing. And um, I, I do coach people nowadays. Um, I have my own coaching um, business that I have created called El- um, Elevation uh, Collective. And it's just a collective of people that um, have 
the same goal and I'm there to try to help them get there. And mindset is probably the biggest thing that I do um, try to help people learn about because it's all really in your own head. It's not something that can be um, externally changed by anyone. But when you realize that you can overcome anything, that uh, you're in control of all your goals, all your destinies, everything, um, there's a big shift that happens to you. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to work harder because I know I can do it. I just need to do this or that. And I guess that really comes with having a coach as well, because someone that can uh, tell you what you need to do, guide you through all the steps and tell you, hey, I've been there before. Or I've helped people that have been there before. And if you do this this way, you're going to get to your goal. Um, I think that really helps the mindset as well, because you just uh, have that confidence that everything's going to work out at the end. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So now day one, your journey from, I guess, when you first made the decision to prep and get yourself in a position to step on stage for stage for summer shredding, kind of take us through your process. Man, I guess I'll take you through um, kind of a little bit of a story. I guess it was um, right right at uh, the point when schools were closing down, uh, COVID-19 pandemic was hitting pretty hard. Um, I was actually at University of Oregon, so I was, I was in college. And um, I was just sitting in my apartment. I, was, I used to be very, I had a lot of um, issues going on, uh, very um, mentally ill. I was not a happy person. I had a ton of anxiety. And um, I eat a lot and just sat around a ton. And I was just sitting down in my bedroom and I decided I was gonna weigh myself. I hadn't weighed myself in a few years, so why not? Um, I decided I was going to, and I'd never seen a number that high. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd never been over, I'd never seen a number on a scale of myself being over 180 pounds. And uh, the scale was saying 264. And um, I just kind of broke down, started crying. And um, I, I went back home, of course, to live with my parents. My brother was still there for uh, COVID during the COVID-19 pandemic. Schools closed down. And during that time, I was still very upset with the way I looked, the way I felt and everything. But my little brother, uh, who plays soccer, uh, he's now a college soccer player. He's always been very healthy, very fit, very active. And uh, since he was there at home as well, he took, he took that time to start teaching me about uh, health, nutrition, fitness. I still remember the first day uh, that we chatted, he, he wanted to work out with me. Uh, he brought me into the garage and he was just like, oh, do 10 push-ups." And I think I got through like five or six of them and I fell on my face. And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's kind of humiliating uh, sometimes to think about that. But um, throughout that entire journey, I just started learning more about uh, health, fitness, different um, strategies to become healthier not only in the physical aspect but throughout the entire time the more I saw that I was succeeding at things um, the more goals I was able to set for myself uh, the more goals that you achieve the better you feel about yourself my confidence started going up my self-esteem started going up I uh, decided that's something that I want to help others do so um, obviously I started my uh, online coaching business I've been able to help a lot of people uh, go through their own transformations uh, I have weight loss um, is an averaging in around 45 pounds I've been able to do for my clients and it's the most um, amazing thing I've been able to do uh, especially with where I've been but uh, none of it was easy I mean spe especially this these last couple of years um, last year I made my move from Oregon to Miami 
And um, during that time, of course, uh, when you're moving, there's a lot of, um, hey, I don't have a kitchen yet. I don't have this yet. Where are the groceries? So you start eating a lot more junk food. And um, after I had already gone through quite a big transformation, I realized that I started gaining weight um, back. Did that ever happen to you, Lee, where you started yourself kind of like um, going backwards in your transformation ever? Oh, yeah, definitely. I know for me, I mean, obviously my my weight was a lot higher than yours. Um, 2017. Uh, yeah, you lost was, 200 pounds, yeah, right? I was, so in 2017, I was pushing 500 pounds. Uh, I was possibly over 500 pounds. And I say possibly because I got to a point where I was, where I was afraid to step on, a, step on the scale, to be honest. Yeah. I think, I think the last, the last time I saw the scale, the number of scale, I was probably 480, 485. And um, I was in the hospital in 2017 dealing with sleep apnea. And it was during that time in the hospital. And of course, I, I have strong faith in God. Of course, I leaned heavy. I leaned heavily, heavily on that. It was my journey, and um, you know, I, I just had a mindset change while I was in the hospital because I knew that if I didn't start making changes in my life with my health, that I wasn't going to be here much longer. Um, it, it became a life or death situation for me almost. Yeah, and, and so that. Sorry, and that's when I started changing. And I went from pushing 500 pounds to 250 pounds in a matter of two years. Of course, that was before I really got into strength training. That was nothing but I was cycling. I, I rode a road bike and I changed my nutrition. And, you know, when COVID hit, I kind of saw myself gaining weight back. Um, a, lot of, a lot of that was, you know, I lost my passion for cycling. My cycling mentor passed away. And when that happened, it really hit me hard. Yeah. Um, and I talk about this in several of my epi previous episodes um, about how my confidence was in terms of getting, or my passion was in terms of getting back on the road bike. Um, started focusing more on strength training. I feel like what hurt me as far as my weight gain that I gained back was I was listening to the wrong advice for my nutrition. Mm -hmm. And not that I was eating horrible. I was just eating more than I probably needed to eat at the time. My goal wasn't to bulk. My goal was to cut. My goal was to lose weight. My goal was to lose body fat. And I didn't start seeing a change happen until I connected with a nutrition coach in Tampa, Florida. And that's when I got help changing my nutrition to match what I was trying to, what my ultimate goal was. That was obviously before I even explored competing in summer training. How long ago that was, was that? That was, let's see, COVID was 2019 and 20 is when it started. Uh -huh. 20, 2021 is when I connected with the, with the nutrition coach, nutritionist. Um, there was a, a meal prep company in Tampa called Made to Macro. Um, I haven't heard about that. And well, they're not, they're not around, they're not opening anymore. The owner had to, had to shut their, shut her doors. Okay. Um, it just became financially, um, uh, unfeasible for, for, for her to continue on. Um, it was a great, I mean, she offered great services. Don't get me wrong. And, um, great, great benefit to me in terms of getting my nutrition back on track where it needed to be. Um, and that's when I started seeing, so I had gained from 250 to 380. And I just got stuck there. I wasn't coming off of it. I wasn't gaining, but I, I had a hard time coming off of it until I started changing my nutrition. 
that's when I slowly, surely started seeing my weight come back down. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a real thing. And I mean, like, nutrition is such a big part of it. And a lot of people fail to see that sometimes you can be eating more, but you need to be eating that right stuff to get you to your goal. But um, I guess when it comes down to nutrition, I also had a really tough year this last year. I, um, so in the in the beginning of this year, uh, when I was getting close to my goal, because back in uh, December of last year, that's when I decided, okay, 2023 is the year. I have to do summer shredding. I'm going to step on stage. I'm going to uh, hire a coach. I'm going to go through prep. And I was, I was going to do a very long prep. I was going to start uh, late December. And uh, I, I just wanted to see how, how great I could come in. But uh, there's a lot of obstacles this, this year when it comes to the way that I had to eat and my health. Um, but back in January, actually, um, beginning of January, and I'm, I'm, I'm only 25, so I was 24 at the time, I ended up having a, a heart attack while I was at, while I was at work. Uh, just very stress related and um and sorts of things and i was back in the hospital a couple times after that and um that's when i just realized that the the corporate uh busy sales city life is not for me and i picked up moved to tampa um but during that time when i was moving to tampa um after all those hospital trips and kind of derailing my uh time in the gym because i didn't work out during that time as well i didn't want to put my heart through um a lot of tough stress um but i had h pylori uh, which is a gut infection and basically i was uh only able to eat sourdough bread and berries for uh for another two months just randomly in the middle of the summer so um i i had to go through that as well and uh that that diet part really um it really did it did took quite its toll on, on my muscle and then i saw some fat come back in and such and we just got to do what you got to do. And I, I think we still came, came in on, um, when was that? October 21st? October yeah. 21st. Now, did you compete Saturday or Sunday? Saturday. So I didn't, I didn't compete on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, no, now I mean, I wish I would have. You're in, you're in Tampa right now, right? That's where you're living? Yeah. So I, I live in Tampa now. I, I took that move up uh, just this summer. So did you know about summer shredding when you uh, having a show in Tampa? Um, no, I didn't know that they had a show in Tampa, actually. And um, even if they would have had it, I don't think I would have been able to uh, do it then just because it happened during the summer, right? So that, that would have been while I was uh, had my gut infection and I didn't feel like I was um, at my best. I think they had what they had two two qualifying shows in Houston. Yeah, yeah. They had, they had one in Toronto. They had one in England, and they had one in Tampa. But I think the Tampa was like in April, maybe. Okay. Are you gonna participate ever again? I want to. Um, so, my my goal is this: um, I'm trying to put my position myself to start a, start a mini cut right now, or a, yeah, a mini cut. I want to. I'm I'm hovering about 297, 298 right now. I was 294 when I stepped on stage, and I I would love to be about 280 by the oh. end of the year or before my birthday in February. Um, I turned 51 in February, so I'm like double your age. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I want to I want to set a goal to get down below 220 and compete in the July show. In, in July, yes. 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 Where are you right now? You're in. Uh, I'm in Arkansas. Arkansas, that's right. 
Yeah, I'm, I live in a small town southwest of Little Rock called Boxite. Boxite. Um, years ago, the area that we're in used to be a mining area. They they, they mined bauxite, which was used for aluminum to, to make aluminum. Um, nice. And is that um, so? Is Houston the closest one to you? The closest event next year? The Houston, yes, it is. It is okay. I'm gonna see you there because I I want to do the Houston one as well, just because uh, the experience at Alphaland was really great. And if I go anywhere else, I'm I'm not gonna get that. <laughs> well, I know the July show is a two day show. Um, it seems to me like it may be like an expo type weekend. Um, and they split they split the they split the the guys compete on Sunday, I think, and the girls compete on on Saturday. I think that's what if they're I'm doing not with. Um, most of the shows this next year, because I was looking at uh, taking a look at the two t- uh, 24 days, and uh, they're you um, your competition spot yet. I think it's on the 15th that they're opening that up, but mm-hmm. um, everything's like two days long. The one in uh, Houston next year that I was taking a look at is September 13th and 14th, so it's that whole weekend, and which is gonna be fun because my birthday is September 11th. So I might just make it a big birthday chip out of it. <laughs> well, see that, and that is actually the uh, um, it, that's probably the championship weekend too, because the one in July is is a qualifier. Um, the one in September, I think, is a ch- the championship weekend, which is cool. So it's probably going to be um, kind of just like uh, this last this last year when we went. It's going to be uh, that following day the championship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, I don't want to. I don't want to compete in the qualifier that weekend. I want to do the Ju- the, Ju- the July show. So you can because, have another like three months, right? And I also feel like maybe the July show won't be nearly as big as the September show. Oh, one hundred percent. I feel like September, since it's right before, it's everybody that wanted as much time as possible to come mm-hmm. in as peak right. in, right? And it's just tough competition. That like this last show that we did, um, everybody was that I heard that was at different shows. Said it was probably the toughest competition out of the entire series. Which um, of the of the two divisions in the men's transformation? Which which one were you in? I was in the over a hundred pounds, so um, I lost you were... hundred and four pounds total, and mm-hmm. um, I have gained a little bit of weight back, so I'm still in the maintained ninety-ish pounds uh, weight loss. But um, yeah, I've, I've maintained that for a few years now, and uh, next year I'm hoping I can try to do men's physique hopefully that's my big goal um i know men's men's physique is something that i i um i thought about um i know i want to i'm not where obviously not where i want to be in terms of my my weight necessarily to to be able to do men's physique just yet i see that being another probably two years down the road um i don't know when I get down below that 220 mark, I don't know how much loose skin I've got. I'm going to have. Um, What's your body fat percentage? Right now, I'm sitting at about 26, 27 percent body okay. fat. And when I started prep back in May, I was over 40 percent. Oh wow! So this has been a crazy year for you too. Like yes, it been, has been um, a it lot has of weight been. loss. And um, you, how, what was your goal weight? My goal weight, stepping on stage was two ninety four. I was three, I was three six, almost three seventy. Whenever I started prep. No, you go, you go right now. You said you want to get away. Oh, my, my, go, my goal right now, my goal right now, I want to get down to two eighty by my birthday. 
Nice. That That's way, like that, uh, 15 pounds-ish. Yeah, that way I'm in position to push towards the 220 under and under goal. I, 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 I think I, you got I been, it. I have been told by a couple other people, um, um, Jeffrey Jensen that won the men's overall Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, he thinks I can get down to 200 pounds. By by show date? By show date. He thinks I can get down yeah. to 200 pounds. I'm like, that's a, that's a lofty goal. I mean, I thought. I think you should definitely, like, just check your uh, body fat percentage and everything, too, just to make sure you're not going to get down and lose a lot of muscle mass as well. Yeah. But yeah. Um, obviously, you know what you got to do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, are you still working with Brooke? Right now I'm not. Um, I'm not sure what that's going to look like in terms of uh, coaching for next year. Um, uh-huh. I, uh, um, she did an amazing job and get, put me in s- such an awesome position to get where I was in, in, in prep. And, you know, I, I, I have, such gratitude for, for the tools that she put in place for me. Um, Uh I'm going to have to wait and see what it's going to look like coaching me, having a coach for next year. Am I going to, I don't know if I'm going to stay with Brooke or or I'm going to look, look, look at other options. Um, Yeah. I've I've got some other options out there I could look at. I I, I can consider. I think it's always a great idea to experience different coaching styles also and see what's the best fit. I know I've been talking to uh, I've talked to uh, um, Chelsea that won the women's overall, okay. um, and I've also been talking to Jeffrey. Um, a lot of for me though is what is going to fit in my budget the best. Right, no, right coaching now. can end up being pretty expensive. I know, um, especially being a coach myself, I know that uh, a lot of people might go for certain coaches just because of a budget range. Because some some coaches do charge just a whole <laughs> as much as like medical costs. Like it's it right. get expensive. Right. I mean, I, I've got to think about that and being able to pay my registration fee for next year. So, I mean, I'm looking hopefully into February, going ahead and getting signed up, getting my money turned in for the show. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then have, you know, start, start putting some money back to, to pay, pay coaching. Um, I'm hoping course i'm in the process of trying to launch an online coaching business mine what i'm wanting to do is more it's not so much to help people with bodybuilding it's more to help people who are struggling to overcome obesity um me too that's exactly what i'm doing as well i don't want to be a bodybuilding coach i i just want to help people know that uh there are different knowledge there's tools there's tech especially the knowledge a lot of people don't know Mm -hmm. um i didn't know growing up i know that a lot of people where i grew up didn't know as well but uh just having the knowledge of what you can do what you can't do i feel like um if you're gonna know all that and you can make your own decision and um to do what you want to do sure if you um lead a life that is not ideal for you that's just your own decision but having all the information the knowledge is something that's very important and if we can supply that to people then we're giving them the power to lead a more sustainable life. Just like how I'm sure you did just like me, you probably gained a lot of confidence, self-esteem. You feel kind of like a different person a lot of the times. And I think it's, it, it could be so cool to give people the power to live that kind of life, you know? That, that is so true. And that's why I see what I'm wanting to do more, even though I'm certified uh, for personal training and for nutrition and fitness coach, 
I see what I want to do, what I'm wanting to do starting out is more, more or less being like a life coach, because I know for me, whenever I was struggling at 500 pounds, the lack of confidence, not mm -hmm. seeing, not seeing the numbers on the scale move, I, I gave up. I was a member at a gym and I wasn't seeing change take place fast enough. I, I wanted it then. And it took time for me to realize, hey, I didn't gain my weight overnight, and I'm not going to lose it overnight. Yeah, right. And then it goes back to the whole mindset change. And that's the thing. You know, I see people who who do different things to lose weight, and they lose weight, but then they turn right around and gain it back. And I'm, I'm not going to – I don't want to really dive into that too, too deep because some people might get offended by me saying – you know, no, it's, it's okay. I think it's an important thing to talk about because a lot of people might go through that. And then when they gain it all back, um, it just kind of gives a bad name to um, fitness, diet. Yeah. People think it's not sustainable because they right. do it in a way that is not going to last. You, it's, it's all about learning how to eat the foods you like, yep. how to fit fitness into your day to day. It's um, like you said, it's a whole mindset thing. I didn't always have the discipline the motivation i i was i was a bum man i feel like um the more you just um you have a goal you work hard at it every day and when you can get into that routine you start seeing how the discipline reflects in every single aspect of your life i like i genuinely um think think fitness and health every single day just for the way it's um given me this power in every aspect of my life i don't i don't think it just simply reflects to, to fitness so i agree with you wholeheartedly bro well i mean because I, I, i've got i've i've seen people who have had who have had surgery and they they you know they go on the, the keto diets and the different diets and things like that and next thing you know they're off the diet well they gain their weight back and then some they rebound their right. weight you know right and and to me that goes back to that goes back to them not understanding it's a they tried to see it as a quick fix but it's not a quick fix right right i i think that's uh one of the big things too that um goes with teaching people about mindset and such um that that, that that's the best thing because if someone just wants to learn a couple tactics to lose some weight a lot of people don't realize that you got to keep doing that in order to maintain that you can't just do it and then uh, turn around and then go back to your previous lifestyle once you've lost the five, 10 pounds that you wanted to lose. Um, I think the maintenance is probably the toughest part for people because they don't really see it as lifestyle changes. Like you said, people see it as like a Band-Aid. And Band-Aid's band -Aid's only temporary. And when it comes off, if I look at it like this, being diabetic, okay, especially mm -hmm. when you first become diabetic and you have a sore that you have to put a Band-Aid on, that sore is slow to heal when you're diabetic, especially when, you're, when your A1C is out of whack and your blood sugars are always high. Your, your healing is a lot slower. And so you put that Band-Aid on there expecting to take that Band-Aid off and that sore to be healed. Well, guess what? It's not. It's still there. So what yeah. do you do? You wrap it back up thinking, okay, I'm going to wrap it back up. And a few days later, I'll take it off, and it's it'll be fine. The process is a lot longer to heal, and, and I was there at one time. I know exactly what that's like. So, I mean, you I, the obesity to go along with being type two diabetic, and of course, I'm on blood thinner because I had a pulmonary embolism in 2006, like almost 17, actually 17 years ago, 
this year, as a matter of fact, is when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And I had a blood clot in my left leg and embolized. And I was, for all intents and purposes, I shouldn't be here doing this right now. But, I'm, but I am. That's, that's crazy, man. And how you said 17 years ago? Yes, 2006. August you, of 2006. How, how's that process um, been? Did you think that, that, that affected you into um, gaining more weight? Or was that already part of your lifestyle when that happened to you? I think, well, I wasn't 400 plus pounds yet. Uh-huh. I know I was, I know I was, I, I was at least 300 pounds back then. So I was big, uh-huh. but I was obese, obviously. Um, but I think for me, you know, it took 11 years for me to finally come to a realization I had to change. And I think for me going, for me, it was, to, to me, it was like a foregone conclusion in the back of my mind that because we, I had a family history of diabetes that I was stuck with it for the rest of my life. And I'm overweight because it's in my family. And the way I see it, yeah, I mean, to a point, type 2 diabetes is hereditary. Mm-hmm. But at, but I also believe it's it's a disease of your environment. Yep. So if you grow up, if you grow up in a household or a family where you're eating junk all the time, and you're you know eating a lot of sh- your you know high sugary diet, I wouldn't even call it a diet because to I me mean, that's not a diet. You're eating <laughs> junk food. We'll put it that way. Um, it will eventually catch up to you. And yeah. When it, and when it and when it does. When it does, it'll hit you hard, so fast you won't even know what's coming, and that's what happened to me. You know, I had no idea when I had that pulmonary embolism. I had no idea that my blood sugar was four, over four hundred at the time, and you know that should have been the wake up call for me. Um, I know we had so much going on that year. Four months after that, my oldest daughter was born. Spent four months in the NICU and at birth when she was About born. Four months. So. So that whole year for, for my wife and I was a pretty trying year. Um, and God, I can only imagine, you know, like I said, 11 years of my life, I thought it was a foregone conclusion. I'm going to be obese for the rest of my life. I'm going to be diabetic for the rest of my life. You know, I've had my ups and downs. Um, I know when, when I initially started getting my, my diabetes under control, my blood, my A1C was in the six, six to seven range started gaining my weight back a few couple of years, a few years ago, blood sugar started creeping back up. My A1C started creeping back up. And then this last year, I think I went from an 8.6 to 5.8 A1C. And wow. if, if you know anything about how that works, 5.8 is really, really good. I mean, it's like, it's almost perfect. Yeah. You know? So are you still, um, that after you get the type two diabetes, um, diagnosis, is that something you can never get rid of or no? You maintain your I, A1C and your blood sugar. A, a lot of it's maintaining my A1C and my blood sugar. I mean, I, I feel like at some point in time, maybe they will remove the diagnosis from my from my charts, but I don't know if they will. I've I've personally never I have personally never heard of people having that diagnosis taken off their charts. Doesn't mean it can't happen. It'd be a question for me to ask my doctor, but yeah, it's probably going to be there, you know. And if it is, that's fine, you know. I just, you know, I just can't, I just can't really let that, let that part of my past life dictate my future. Other than than the fact that, you know what, I've got to, I've got to keep doing what I'm doing. That's gotten me to where I'm at now and make changes to get me, 
even further down the road where I want to be in terms of my, my health and wellness and my weight. 100%. I think that, um, that, that part of it, that, that just discipline is so important. And you, you got that, where did you, um, I guess, mostly find that discipline to, um, get to that, to your goals that you have right now? I mean, you're posting every day pictures in the gym, um, and you talk about your journey a lot with people. Where, where'd you, where'd you find that discipline? I think a lot of it was, um, the mentorship that I had with my cycling mentor, um, uh-huh. awesome man. Uh, he, uh, awesome man of God. He, um, was heavily involved in his church and every time we would go riding, um, he would, he would relate so much about life and cycling and so many things that he, that he taught me, I was able to apply to my own journey. And then also go back to my dad. My dad passed away in January of this year. And I go back to his life that he lived and the work that he did. And, you know, he, I can remember, I guess I was in middle school when it happened. He broke his leg. He was a carpenter, um, framed houses. And when he broke his leg, he couldn't work full time. And he went from full time doing that full time for a living to going and building churches overseas and in other states. And his drive to make a difference in the lives of other people, I think is what has helped me. It's kind of what I've leaned into because I feel like, you know, words can mean one thing, but if you have action to back up the words to me, that right there is what makes the difference in people's lives. It's one thing for you to say it. It's another thing for you to actually prove it, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You actually want to show people what you do, how you're changing the lives of others and what you can do for yourself, how you can connect that every aspect of your life to, or uh, the, your hobbies and everything to the actual world. Um, I guess that's kind of what I try to do for others is as well a lot. Um, I mean, so many people will um, go through different challenges in their life and their work, maybe at the gym. And um, when you can take anything that you're going through at the, at the gym, working out, and then apply any aspect of your life to it, I think then you start seeing how everything's really connected and how you can get through every single aspect of your life just with mindset shift. And uh, exactly. you, you, you found you found that, of course. Exactly. Um, it's, it's great. No, definitely. We have been at this for over 30 minutes now. And, I man, I appreciate you for, for coming on here. Um, I want to wrap things up right now. And um, I'm going to leave with this guys just remember uh, you know wherever you are in your life in terms of your health and wellness focus on changing your mindset start there before you even attempt to step foot in the gym because if you step foot in the gym first then you know looking at my own experience in the past you're going to get discouraged if you don't see change and that change has happened in the mind first before it changes before it happens anyplace else as always, remember to listen to 413 Spin Fit on either Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, as well as any other platform out there where you can search for the, the podcast name, 413 Spin Fit. Um, thank you for listening. Nico, thank you for coming on here. And Lee, thanks for having me on, man. Be on the lookout for this episode of posts later on today or tomorrow, and hopefully we'll have some other competitors from summer shredding on in the next few weeks everyone be blessed and y'all have a great weekend see everyone